to select one courageous young man and woman for the honor of representing District 12 in the 74th Annual Hunger Games. It's your first year, Prim. Your name's only been in there once. They're not gonna pick you. Tribute. Our tributes, Peter Malark and Katniss Everdeen. They just want a good show. That's all they want. There's 24 of us, scale. Only one comes out. So you're here to make me look pretty? I'm here to help you make an impression. And so it was decreed that each year, the 12 districts of Pan Am shall offer up in tribute one young man and woman between the ages of 12 and 18 to be trained in the art of survival and to be prepared to fight to the death. This is the time to show them everything. Make sure they remember you. I just keep wishing that I could think of a way to show them that they don't own me if I'm gonna die. I want to still be me. I just can't afford to think like that. Welcome to On the Path, Brett and Lucy here, and may the odds be ever in your favor. That pick up. What was it? I whistled. No, it did not pick up at oh, all. And I was why like, is my microphone not picking up? Why are you laying out on me? <laughs> no, so they're like, nice. yeah, as we found out here, sometimes our high pitched screams and wails and cries for help do not get picked up by the microphone. But speaking Unfortunately. of, we're here. 2012's The Hunger Games, um, because The Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds should be coming out, I believe, the same day that this gets released. And we wanted to depress ourselves by watching children kill each other for sport. Yeah, man, I forgot how dark this film is. It is so I don't depressing. Know. Yeah, it's rough. It is rough. And I've read a few conflicting resources. I'm pretty sure Katniss is only sp supposed to be 17 in this film. And some of the youngest kids are 12. Like, it's rough. I think it says in the movie that they're both 16. Right? Doesn't okay. it? Okay. I think it's That's says even her... worse. Yeah, I think it says her and Peter are both 16. And the oh, age... and Gail is 17. Yes. And the age is from 12 to 18. And That's awful. Yeah. Yeah, this is awful. And it's a young adult dystopian novel. So it's aimed at teenagers. But as we get into the movie, we'll discuss certain things about maybe I wish they would have done. But before, let's take care of some housekeeping issues. If you're listening to this on release night of either overnight Thursday or something on Friday, then you'll know tomorrow, Saturday, the 18th at noon central, six British time. Or somewhere there's about. So we're going to do our anniversary stream, our two-year anniversary of the podcast on your stream. And we're going to have a lot of fun. 
Yes. So it will be on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash Lucy J Robin. If you follow me on there, you'll get a notification when we go live. But the plan is it's going to be, like you said, about midday uh, America time <laughs> and 6 p.m. British time. And we're going to be playing a co-op. Is that how you say it? Co-op campaign yep. of... Call of Duty, no. Yeah, <laughs> Baldur's I, Gate 3. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, flip that on that. Yeah, of Baldur's Gate 3. We're going to try to get that little co-op in there. I am obsessed with mm. the game right now. Throughout the first, like the first main area, probably maybe six, seven, eight hours in, I've had about three or four jaw-dropping moments based on stuff that I've done because it's okay. very much, it's very much you have decisions to make. But it isn't like other ones where it's like, oh, there must be a good one, a bad one, and a medium one. Yeah. At times I truly don't know what to do. I may click on something. No story spoilers here. But I may be trying to release somebody from a spinning windmill. And I may <laughs> click the wrong thing and launch them into orbit. Oh, and that's it. And and just sit there like, like literally my jaw was dropped for about five seconds. Like, holy shit. Oh, there's two buttons there. My Neanderthal brain just thought, oh, there's one button to to stop it. No, I hit the one that launched him. Oh, dear. I have about yeah. three to four hours in the game. Bear in mind, about an hour of that was character creation. So I'm still very early days. I think once I get the hang of the mouse and keyboard controls, I will be right into it. But I'm usually a controller girl. But I thought a Ooh. game like this makes more sense to do with yeah. mouse and key. And I think I'm right, but it does just take a little bit of kind of like changing your muscle memory to work properly. So I'll get the hang of it. And by Saturday, we'll be absolutely flying through, what's the place called? Fen? Sure. I don't remember. I was Baldur's about to call Day? it Panem. Panem no, is Panem is longer game. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get that all sorted out and we'll have a lot of fun. So if you're listening to this past Saturday, the 18th, uh, go check out the VOD or something along those lines. I'll wherever. post it on YouTube. Yep, on YouTube there of our YouTube channel. And uh, also be aware of January is our bad movie request a month. We do have a couple officially in one email that I know. First one in from Austin there has it, mm -hmm. and then a couple that have been sent. Make sure you email it to us. That way we'll have it. We'll put them all together in a folder. We won't lose it. Even if you're yeah. active in the Discord and you've told us it before, put it in the email, put your short reasoning there, and then we will draw them out sometime in, you know what? We need to have a date for this, don't we? To have it done. Yeah, you know what? we need you to have it mid-December. December. Not say oh, December okay. 1st. Go Let's for just it. do yeah. December 1st. Yeah, just get it in. You'll have it now. We'll put some stuff up on the socials as well. Get it in by midnight Texas time. Give us British a little bit more time. Get you a little bit more if you're up late on whatever December 1st is. Yeah. Just get it in there by uh, the end of November, something like that. And the reasoning, and then we'll draw them out, and then we'll start recording them, getting them in there. So, yeah, we'll do that all for January. Yay. All right. So, with uh, I should probably say the email on it. Yeah, email, pot yeah. on the path. <laughs> There you go. Email pod on the path at gmail.com. Also, Patreon down there. Again, if you want some more of us, uh, stuff in there. We had the Wicker Man that we went over. We'll have mm -hmm. a special holiday one for December, as well as a bunch of other stuff back up uh, that we've done over the past year or so that we've actually had the Patreon out. Yeah. Uh, check out the Discord, best place to get in chat with us in the community, as well as all the social links below. So now I've put off the depression long enough talking mm -hmm. about 2012's. The Hunger Games, Lucy, 
the budget of this movie was so much higher than I thought. Oh, the, the stupid shaky cam in this movie <laughs> made me think that this was like an indie, like borderline indie movie. Where yeah. It just, oh, it wasn't that much. The budget was seventy eight million. Wow. That, it, it, I would have lost so much. If you would asked me, I'd have been like, maybe this was like 30 because it has some, yeah. it's got some CGI in there. But uh, what's uh, Jennifer Lawrence got five hundred thousand dollars. Like the, the highest paid actor had to be Woody Harrelson, I would think. Yes. Yeah. Because this was Jennifer Lawrence's big break, really. She'd yes. done a few things before this, but this was her big moment. She'd done all indie movies. And I saw yeah. where she debated doing it because it changes your perception. And I'd right. say it was the right decision, giving she would make ten million dollars for the next one. And then <gasps> 2013, she wins an Oscar. And I think 2014, she wins an Oscar. She won Best Actress and Supporting Actress in two mm -hmm. David O. Russell movies. So I think she made the right decision. I think so, too. Yeah. And she was so young. I don't know what age she was when she won her first what? Oscar, but she was oh, I, when she won her first Oscar. She's so young. I think she was born in 90. I saw. So I think she was. Okay. No. What, oh, yeah. 21. I think she was 21 when this came out. So she yeah, she's only 33. Yeah, it's, yeah it's that's crazy. right. She's born in 90. Look at me. Math. Quick. There quick you go. Tips, <laughs> quick liberal arts major history degree <laughs> math right there. OK, so the budget was 78 million American dollars. What was the gross? I think this film probably did really well. It released in 2012. I think the first I always like to compare this to Twilight because people used to say this was Twilight for like more grown up people. <laughs> okay. This is Twilight for the 16 year olds, <laughs> yeah, not exactly. the 13 year olds. <laughs> And this is this came out like four years after the first Twilight film. So I think Buzz was probably really high. I'm going to say like 500 million. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Is it? 694.4 million. Okay. Okay. I need to be a little bit more ambitious sometimes. Yeah. No, massive success. Again, almost 10 times its budget. I did yeah. see the future installments would all get that budget up to like 120, 130. They would get more until Mockingjay Part 2, which was like, I think it might have been lower than this one. People got mm -hmm. sick of that part one like I did. They're like, yeah. no, I'm not going to see the ending. I wish I could remember them. I'm I'm booked in to go and see the ballads of Songbirds and Snakes next Monday. And I would like to watch the rest of them before I go. But it's a big ass. They're long films. They, they are. Oh, my God. That's another thing, too. For some reason, I thought this was under two hours. And I was like, oh, no. that'll be nice, like probably an hour, 45, hour and 50 minutes. No, this is two hours and 24 minutes, I think. Yeah. Or 140. Yeah, it's something like that. It was much longer than I thought. But let's get into in installments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did, I did not have to do that. I'll get I it. I did. But there might have been some times where I'm like, okay, 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 okay. We're getting through that. No, it was fine. Directed by Gary Ross, who I would not have known before, but he wrote. He wrote 1988's Big. Have you seen that? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's Tom Hanks who makes a wish on this fucking little machine that he wishes he was an adult. Then he oh. gets put. He's a kid in an adult body and does all that goofy stuff. Directed by Penny Marshall from Hocus Pocus. So oh, it's a, it's a cool. great movie. It's a great little 80s movie. He wrote Mr. Baseball, an awesome baseball movie. He, direct, he wrote and directed 2018's Ocean 8. Yes, that was the one that stood out to me because he doesn't have many credits as a director. He has much more credits as a writer. Yeah. Um, but Ocean's Eight is the, is the one that stood out to me. Everything else I wasn't really familiar with. Uh, Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit was a good movie when I saw it, but horse racing in like the 20s or 30s or something like that. Okay, cool. Pleasantville is another big name. Free State of Jones is something I always wanted to see. 
Free State of Jones was 2016. It was Matthew McConaughey. And it was inspired by this real-life guy in the American Civil War in Mississippi. He was a Southern Unionist. So he, like, seceded from the Confederacy and, like, had this little insurgent fight. And it just – it got mixed reviews. It wasn't very good in the sense that it had a $50 million budget and made $25 million, So it was pretty much a oh, bomb. Yeah. And it's just – that's a movie you would – maybe it came out too early. If it would have come right. out post-COVID – all the whole racial stuff that's been dealt with afterwards, maybe it would have been bigger than 2016. Yeah, it sounds like it just was the wrong time. It sounds like it was the wrong time, but it's McConaughey, so I may someday I may still have to to check yeah. that out. Yeah, but that's him. He hasn't done anything credited. There's some Desert Warrior, which doesn't have a doesn't have a. It's not blue, I should say, in Wikipedia. Right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, but like Ocean's Eight was, I mean, that was 70 million dollar budget, made 300 million. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I figured he wouldn't be in trouble. For that sense, so he hadn't done anything, but I don't know. Wasn't asked back for uh, Catching Fire anyway. No, he wasn't. That's right. Okay. Yeah, really. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure there's a terrible reason or a boring reason I don't care about. Yeah. But let's get into the actual movie here. So as you mentioned before, we're in Pan Am. Pan Am. Or Pan Am. It sounds like Pan, Pan Am. It sounds like Pan Am. The old. From Cyberpunk. Oh, okay. There you go. Or the old, the, <laughs> the defunct uh, flight airline company christ almighty oh i oh, haven't heard of that one i didn't say i'm going classy today oh this is what i'm drinking today i'm holding i love up a, that bottle yes it is very good i'm holding up a bottle of dalmore 15 so yeah i'm getting a little bougie in that sense it gives a me baratheon vibes it does it's a highland stag. you know what i've got the baratheon one up there a royal loch nagar so oh I'll... it's behind you Oh, that's the case. You're right. That's the case right there. I have the bottle up there. Yeah. <laughs> that and I was got such the... a pantomime moment for yes. any British people. <laughs> He's behind you. He's, yeah. Yes. I initially thought, oh my God, I'm about to die. I'm not looking. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it right there. I'm looking at it right there. So Panem is a nation divided into 12 districts ruled from yeah. the capital. Again, they didn't really. Suzanne Collins, we should say, helped co-write this. She wrote the novel. She didn't think too long on that one either. That was a placeholder that just <laughs> the stayed capital. in The capital. Yeah. The capital. <laughs> As punishment for a failed revolt many years before, each district is forced to select two tributes, a boy and a girl, between the ages of 12 and 18, to fight to the death in the annual Hunger Games until there is only one survivor, which is broadcast throughout each district. And A this good be, old battle royale. It is a battle royale, pretty much. The book came out in 08, like kind of, hey, battle royales, these children inspires me. Let's make Fortnite, let's make... PUBG <laughs> in a bad movie apparently with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jason Statham. In oh, it. not Jason Statham. Vinnie oh, Jones. Vinnie Vinny jo Jones. Oh. You know, if it's a bad movie, it's got to have Vinnie Jones in it. Yeah. I have a, a note about this film and I would like to submit it for a bad movie month. What? <laughs> the Condemned. Oh my God. Does it have to do, is that what it is? That's what the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vinnie oh, Jones film okay. is called. The Condemned. Nope. We can't submit our own. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to blackmail somebody. You're just going to have somebody. You're going to just create an email and send it in from listener. <laughs> listener, listener at on the path. Listener at on the path. There you go. All right. So Panem is the first thing that comes up that's going to get me thinking. This is so influenced by the Roman Empire. Like, is it? Okay. Yes, the names that come up in Panem is also bread and circuit circuits. God damn it. Bread and circuses which again comes from that is especially big in like the Byzantine, the Eastern Roman Empire. Panem et circensis, I guess is the Latin form. If anybody out there actually fucking knows Latin, tell me about it. But it's this Roman saying of bread and circuses. Keep the people happy. Food and entertainment. If you take yeah. any one of them away, they'll riot because they don't have it. They can put them down. That's pretty much what it is. 
And this is something I thought with the whole George Floyd protest in 2020, which is just like, yeah. whoa, like I leaned into that hard, but it was everything shut down and yeah. they canceled sports. No sports were playing. Movie theaters were closed. And look what happened. All of a sudden people realized, oh, man, there's a lot of bad shit going on. We have yeah. nothing to distract us. We're going to go protest. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. this is a, this goes back to this Roman time where it's like, yeah, if we have our professional sports and that's something that I think that goes across almost all cultures have your sports and if people can eat you can treat them like shit so much and they'll take it until one of those gets taken away yeah until they snap until they snap. see a little bit of this in this film but it really gets going in uh mockingjay especially i think yeah we kind of see that the spark if you will of the yeah. rebellion and it's going to come up a lot in this but this is the type of movie that it was aimed at teenagers. And so I get that it's like it has to be PG-13. I don't think you can have this subject matter. You cannot have a story where a dystopian autocratic government lords over people, takes two of takes children, yeah. forces them not only to fight each other in a gladiatorial aspect, but to broadcast it and to treat it as entertainment and then show it and it not be violent. It's inherently a paradox. You see what I mean? Like it's aimed yeah. at teenagers, but the subject matter, it's adult. And yeah, so it's incredibly dark. It's incredibly dark. But to really hit like at the beginning when they first start running at each other and they're just ha they're hacking away. And I'm like, oh, that's a 12 year old kid. Oh, that's a 14. Like these are children doing it. And I get that they couldn't make it too violent because it's PG-13 movie. But then that takes away. And there's so much here to talk about. Mm -hmm. economics wise of abused workers of exploited workers it's a workers revolution and again yeah. i know i will always take this like leftist socialist thing but you can't like throw this stuff out and then have it to be like for teenagers you know what i mean yeah no absolutely because it's sort of like it's there it's at the line and now as a 30 year old i'm like oh, oh this yes. is whoa whoa i'm i'm watching it totally differently now Completely. and i would it would be funny to see this film like remade now as a film for adults where we don't have to worry about ratings or anything like what how much further would they go because it would be quite a difficult watch i think if it went further but to me it need it but it needs to be that and it's yeah, my to get the message across yes and it's my problem with war movies that you know there's a saying in that you can't have an anti-war movie because you're always going to be glamorizing some part of it yeah. And it's why I loved for all its problems and it does have problems, okay? Is the Luc Besson 1999 The Messenger story of Joan of Arc. Okay. But one thing that it did, especially when I was 15, 16 when I was starting to get obsessed with medieval warfare and the medieval aspect of it, that movie is brutal and it shows yeah. what medieval combat is, people hacking and slashing. And it's what I didn't like about the fucking first episode of The Witcher or at times a lot of things with The Witcher when people take swords and they slash across plate armor and then people yeah. are like, oh, and they fall down. And it's like, no, you have to cleave them. You have to cave in. And like this, we have to smash it. People mm -hmm. are maimed and they're not going to die instantly. They're going to be this brutal battlefield of people with limbs missing and these yeah. open gaping wounds. And they're screaming and they're dying out over dozens of minutes or an yeah. hour. And the full brutality of medieval warfare is not in the movie Braveheart. 
it was in that to open my eyes to be like, this is abhorrent. And after the battle, this guy's going to bust this dude's head open to take his teeth because, Ugh. well, I, I need the teeth. I, I'm a winner. I get to do that. Oh. And it's just like, holy shit, this is it. And so yeah. something like this, you're right. I don't always want to be that. Oh, they need to make it adult. The subject matter here, it has to be adult. And you could make a hell of a statement. Yeah, if. It kind of freaks me out thinking about how how much darker it could go because it felt like a difficult watch. It really was with, with Rue. Rue was like Rue's character did exactly what she was supposed to do: is make you really feel for them because the rest of them are a bit. You kind of saw them as fighters, whereas Rue was just this kind of depiction of innocence and childhood. And yeah, I just think if that had have been any more dark, I would never have watched it as a child and now i would probably go to sleep in tears <laughs> yeah i mean what really stood out to me was that curly haired kid do you remember him from the beginning he runs up there to get supplies and it's oh, like, he gets killed straight he's, away he's like hiding in the cornucopia Aww. and he gets it runs out and i think it was kato just boom, just quick yes oh my god the yeah. Throat. yeah and i'm just like yeah it's one thing to show the children but they're fighting and they're in on yeah it. It's another to be like, oh, my God, they took these fucking 12, 13 year old kids yeah. and they don't want to be there. They're scared out of their mind. And then they just get fucking murked. Yeah, they get slaughtered almost. Yeah. And those, I don't wanna... those ones that have no yeah, no business being there, because the people like Kato, I think it mentions in the film, District they've one been trained. Yep. Yeah, they've been trained and then they volunteer. So they've grown up their whole you know, teenage life knowing that's they're going to do this. They're the this Spartans. Other kid is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th these other kids have just been like sent like lambs, really. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think is brilliant that they do yeah. that. Like, I, yeah. like, if I was in charge, I would do that. I would go to families and you'd have them and you would reward the families that yes. do it, that, 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 that join this little academy or whatever. And then, yeah, you say, because it's always going to be an 18-year-old. It's always going to be mm -hmm. the strongest and the yep. quickest. And you'll You're say. You're more likely to win, yeah. Yep. If you lose, you will die in glory and your family will be taken care of as much as we can in the district. So that's brilliant there. Yeah. District one and two is where it's at, really. Yeah. And they say they mainly win it. So because yeah. I should have mentioned this before. I did like this movie, but my tear is all. I don't know where it's fully going to go because I don't yeah. like to hold it against movies for what they weren't but something like this i just think if you're gonna do it you can't put kitty gloves on it no pun intended mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> 12 to 18 year olds 12 to 18 year old little kitty gloves all right so from the beginning here it's prim primrose everdeen it's her first year to go into it and they're not gonna pick you don't worry about it and like well you just you just you just you're setting her up thank you katniss <laughs> for that <laughs> i know and i kind of looked at that and i'm just like movie don't do that you don't have to say oh i hope they don't pick me don't worry they're not gonna pick you we understand yeah. that jennifer lawrence is the star and we can uh, kind of get that it, they might have to pick her. So I, that was kind of lame, I thought. Especially if you, I don't know if you remember, but I remember the trailers and everything for this film. I don't. And it was, that was the whole trailer was the sequence of Katniss Bro, saying, I, I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer as tribute. And that all of that was the marketing, was her saying, your name's only in once, they're never going to pick you. And then her screaming, I volunteer as tribute. That was the marketing. Man, so I know, but yeah, trailers, that's shit, isn't it? That's so shit. Like, that I will, been such a good twist. Yes, I will. And that's a beauty or one thing I love about us going back and watching these movies, you know, 10 or so years after the fact is mm -hmm. like, for instance, the movie Two Guns that we watched. Oh, yeah. We had no idea 
what it was. Yes. And afterwards, when I watched the trailer, the trailer gives away that they're both like undercover. I'm like, that was yeah. such a good thing. Yeah. The Washington yeah. experience. But like the only thing I've seen is uh, Napoleon. Because right. I know the fucking story of Napoleon. Nothing exactly. In there's, yeah. There's no no, no twists. No, terms, I want to really. see what they're going to do. But I watched a trailer of a movie I didn't plan on seeing. And holy shit, when did trailers fully become a two and a half minute condensed version of the movie? Mm -hmm. I can't That's all it is now. It. You don't get a teaser. You no. get like a teaser maybe three years before the film comes out and then a trailer which tells you the whole story. Yeah, I, I don't get it. There's got to be someone who knows more about yeah. movies than us. Uh, <laughs> tell us when that did, because I, I, I've looked back at old movies and a lot of times they give some story, but in like the 90s per se, trailers were just scenes with the trailer lines and yeah, you know they yeah. do that where they look at the camera and you're like okay they wrote that for the fucking trailer like i don't think mm -hmm. they do that anymore because they just tell the fucking story the whole time yeah it was the same with um mass effect 2 which is a game i started there last week which has an incredibly shocking opening sequence it does like a cold open into the game and this whole first sequence was totally blew me away i was like in shock almost tears and i had no idea it was going to happen but a lot of people in my YouTube comments have said, this is really nice to watch because when we were waiting for this game to release, yeah. they released a trailer which told us all of this. That so we all in went there. into the game knowing, knowing that that was what's going to happen. So for you not knowing that is so unique. I'm going to be and... so torn when like The Witcher 4 or whatever they're calling the next yeah. Witcher game. I'm going to be so torn. I feel like we're kind of need to watch it, to discuss it because people just yeah. talk. About, like, I don't know how we can miss it. Yeah, I don't want to know about Cyberpunk 2 either. Yeah, I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We will. Uh, yep, so we get begin. Uh, hello, Geralt. Hello, oh Liam. Oh, my God, I totally forgot this. He came on the screen. I was like, oh, Geralt of is here. This is Geralt about 10 years ago. Baby-faced, baby Thor, Liam Hemsworth, as Gale. Thor. <laughs> yeah, he does not do much in this at all. No, he doesn't. He's just the hot one. He's the hot one. Katniss is BF in there. And is he her his BF? Yes. It's never really confirmed that they're dating. Okay, Lucy, it's called no. deduce what they're saying, how they're looking. I don't think it is. Are you joking? Are you I think they're that? like I think they're like companions. They you never feel, see them they kiss have or anything. They have they definitely have feelings okay. together, but okay, I don't think right. it's okay. ever confirmed that they're like an item. True. Okay, I'll because, give you that. Because, yeah, she comes, yeah, okay. I need to watch yeah. the rest of the films. I think well, it's no. very obvious they are into each other, but it's yes. not like a no, I'll agree. I relationship. Agree. Yeah. They definitely like each other for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Katniss gets this Mockingjay pin as the area readies for the reaping. And yes, they are sh showing this Mockingjay over and over and over and talking about it. Mm hmm Yep, that's, that is the sigil. That is the sigil in there for... I know it's eventually going to be what the rebellion is, but I don't remember enough to be. Yeah, I know it's something that's there. It's like of the district. You know, it's yeah. not exactly what it is. Um, They also do like the finger sign. Yeah, three. OK, the three. Do they explain what that is in the movie? I don't think they ever do. But it seems to be amongst it's not just district. I don't know if it's just district 12 because she does it later in the film when she kind of has a little not to, burial, but to she does it to district, Rue's yeah. district. Yeah. So it seems to be maybe like the lower districts all have this but symbol they, of hope or something. Yes, and that's the thing, because I remember it eventually becomes like the sign of the rebellion, but it's not yeah. right here because if they all did it right there, I think F would be like, whoa, yo, let's get this. Let's yeah, get yeah. This care of. Cause peacekeepers. Yes, because instead, yeah, Peacekeeper's an awesome name, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, because uh, Effie, you know, says, clap, everybody, let's give a hand for, I think it's after Katniss volunteers or whatever. Yep. And then they all just do that. Yeah. And so I just was like, oh, chills. Oh, they didn't explain. Yeah. She's like, um, moving on. Yeah. So, she's yeah, really but, good. But before, yes, Elizabeth Banks wandered in from the set of a Tim Burton movie to introduce <laughs> this selection. Did she get lost in Alice in Wonderland or something? It's was so she... funny, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it, this is an Alice in Wonderland fucking costume right here. Yeah, it's awesome. I do love that they have everyone in the Capitol dressed absolutely insane. Yeah. The makeup, the hair, the outfits, the beards, the eyelashes, eyebrows, everything is just up to 11 at all times. And it's just such a stark difference, especially when they're in District 12 compared to these incredibly poor people who are often like starving yeah. And she's there with her pink hair and pink eye makeup and stuff. It's ridiculous. Yes, it's a very stark difference. And yeah. this is definitely not like Roman Empire inspired. Yeah. This this is late Renaissance, very early modern, like the high court of right. Versa- like 1600 or Baroque even, you know, 1700, 18th century, like French court where it's just the most peacocking going on. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. It also goes to show it's weird, too, because I thought for sure that Effie would be bad. Because she is yeah. so tone deaf in here. Like, just, oh, she's so excited to grab these children. And I'm like, please tell me someone throws a fucking stake through her heart <laughs> or drives yeah, a stake. Yeah, I, I think she has good intentions. I don't even think it's good it, intentions. I think she's I just know. so tone deaf. And yeah. it's just, this is the way things are. Exactly. Yeah, I'm the chaperone. Yeah. I'll be nice to the tributes when they come. But even throughout this whole thing, when this, oh, let's try these strawberries. Oh, let's do all this. It's like you're talking to children. By the way, one of them is going to die. At yeah, best, yeah. at best, one of them survives. The other one may have to kill the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let, and they very quickly favor Katniss as well. Yes, because she fucking gets scored in eleven. Yeah, good for her. Poor, well, yeah. So just bag on Peter, Miss Andre, Miss Andre, <laughs> Mary go. Sue, Mary Sue. Is this where? Yeah, is this where Mary Sue wokeness started? No. I'm yeah, kidding. Katniss Everdeen. Katniss Everdeen. Why is she so good? Oh, they show her at the beginning to get people off their back. Mm-hmm. Look, she's fucking bow and arrowing things <laughs> uh, from the beginning. You fucking dorks. Yeah. Uh, Primrose is selected. Uh, she tucks her tail in as she goes Aww, up there. Little Isn't duck. It? Little duck. And Katniss volunteers in her stead. They did a damn good job. First off, General Jennifer Lawrence. For for what it's come out, whatever. She's a great actor. And she's awesome. And they, the, I didn't even look who it was or write down who it was. The, um, the actor playing Prim, they do a great scream. The screaming yeah. in this is very, like you said, it's haunting. It is. It, it's horrific. Everybody's yeah. that they get. And I'm just like, God, this, can they stop screaming? I know they're about to die or whatever, but let's, let's not make me uncomfortable, please. Yeah. Especially like Primrose and Katniss have a really good sister relationship. And when we start learning more about the mom as well and how she kind of, mm switched off tuned out when their dad died and Katniss had to take on the role of mother it is almost like a mother-daughter horrifying scream between them at that moment because the mum is just standing by watching it happen she's probably just tuned out again become almost desensitized to this because she's been through it so many times well I'm glad Katniss and Primrose is just intense horrifying moment no I'm glad you brought that up because it's very noticeable too that Katniss is in charge of the household that she tells the mom take care of her like it's very much like the mom is going away and the mom Mm -hmm. has become the older daughter where she's like take care of them and she tells Gail like don't let them starve but -hmm. basically like the mom is not in charge and it's very much flipped in there 
it's really horrific as well when Katniss is hallucinating later in, later in the film and she hallucinates back to a memory of like screaming at her mum and her mum's just totally disassociated and she's like, come back, we need you, we need you. And it's a horrible, yeah. horrible thing. I would bet that would be something. Oh, yeah, we haven't read the books. That's another, no. I think, a big thing. I bet, yeah, I bet that's something bigger too that they yeah. could really get into. And yeah. I know especially, and I, heard, uh, I read about it, and it's something you don't think of when you're watching the movie is in the book, once you get to the Hunger Games, they obviously don't go to the gamekeeper and all right. of that. And like that Is was it like point of view type thing. I think so, because it just okay. said they didn't go back to there. And that was something they wanted to keep the audience in on was this was a game and they're controlling yes. it very cabin in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool seeing all of that, seeing how they control everything like the elements the day and night yes, random even fires. peter yeah peter made a point he was like how is it so dark all of a sudden she's like oh they're trying to hurry it up they're trying to get it <laughs> over with like so they're just making it dark again it's like that's they're aware that it's a game as well yeah, yeah. oh in and the, the dogs and the fire yeah it's it's really clever no th that was a very good choice to do that because otherwise yeah, we sure. may have just been lost like oh maybe this is just a random place they've thrown them and it's like no mm -hmm. this is pure entertainment oh katniss yes. is on the edge doing too good a hiding and she's two and a half kilometers away start a fire back in yeah. and run her directly towards the group looking for her yeah it's they so have much to know how architect what's the word i was trying to say there terrain no, they have to know like how organized this whole thing is. It is like you oh, said, it's yeah. not just a random dumping kids in. It is all organized. It's designed for entertainment. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, so Peter Malark is chosen and Joss Hutcherson, who is just in Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't either, but a lot of students like it. It was definitely aimed at a teenage crowd and it made yeah. a shit ton of money. Yeah, I haven't seen him in much else um, apart from all a, the Hunger Games films. He was in a Hulu series that was created by like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg called Future okay. Man. Right. And the first episode was really funny. The premise was really funny. He's just some fucking like, you know, man baby kid who likes playing this video game and works as like a janitor at a hospital. And yeah. the video game is like a test for the future. And so he scores really well on it. And then people come from the future so like he's like the savior. It was really funny, really funny premise that just ran out of steam by the, by the first season. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just wrapped it up or just made it funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he was pretty good in that. But otherwise, I think um was it Brisha Terabithia? I think he was in before this. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully he's got all that, you know, Hunger Games money. Yeah. All that stuff in there. So do your thing. And now he made it through all the films, I think. I think he did, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Spoiler her. No. It's All funny, right, so though, because like the cast here, they've obviously got some big members like you mentioned Woody Harrelson earlier, but everybody else was relatively new, not unknown as such, but they were younger actors. So they, they hadn't been in as much. unknown, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the new film coming out next week, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, they've went big. They've got Viola Davis. They've got Peter Dinklage. They've got some really big names in there. So obviously they've got a bit more money being pushed into it this time. But I would say the same for that goes for this, where the main cast is all unknowns. But this name, this movie had a shit ton of names with character actors. Stanley Tucci that we'll get to. Yes, to yeah, Toby he's Jones, great. Donald Sutherland. Again, we'll get all there. But that's the thing. It's like they propped up them with these good character actors. And then I know mm -hmm. the next one, uh, Wes Bentley, the gamekeeper here who eats the berries at the end, he's replaced by Philip Seymour Hoffman, RIP, in the next oh. ones. So, yeah, so they get it was kind of that same way where they just have like the main stars. They pay nothing, but they get the supporting actors 
to really That's the bring same it. in Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they All have the big so- guys get like one series max. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Even in America, a lot of them weren't big. Like, I don't know who the fuck Charles Dance was before this. Yeah. I've seen him in things, but he was a fucking yeah. nobody. <gasps> he was. He was. I know he was in Last Not Action Hero. I know. That's what I mean. Like, there's all these British people that y'all seen in everything that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that was the bad guy from Last Action Hero. Oh, that's the guy that wore a dress in the fucking Ollie G show movie or yeah. whatever. <laughs> all right. So they get, uh, Prim gets selected. As we mentioned, Katniss volunteers. They get on this bougie ass train driven by Woody Harrelson's bad wig and his, yep. nonchalant, <laughs> his nonchalant behavior. Uh, and he plays Hamish Abernathy. And I know it goes into that thing where it's just like, I wish a lot of these people would just not talk. In real life, I know Woody Harrelson's this huge vegan, huge all natural, anti vaxxer Did that thing on oh. SNL, yeah, because he's just he's an all natural thing. So obviously, the fucking vaccine is gonna be like the devil or whatever. But he's a good Texas boy. I know he lives in Hawaii. There is he is never bad. I cannot think of a thing that Woody Harrelson has been in that I've been like, man, I wish he wasn't in this. Yeah, I really like him as Hamish. I think he makes for a good character. Yeah, and it's the. It's so funny, too, of what, and again, me being bald, obviously, of what (laughs) hair will do, because the reason I call it a bad wig is, one, I don't know if wig technology has improved, I don't know, in ever. Oh, see, I don't notice stuff like this, but I follow a lot of uh, cosplay um, artists and designers and people who make costumes, and they always, always talk shit about the wigs in House of the Dragon. And obviously that is... The most recent, so much fucking money, HBO, Game of Thrones. That's what I and mean. Apparently they're not good. No, still, that, so. no, that's what I don't understand. Like all this technology, but wig technology has not, it's yeah. like toilet paper. Like we're using <laughs> the same shit the Romans use, only it's like two ply and three ply. Yeah. Like it just didn't seem to have done that better. But looking at him with this hair, it's just like, God, the, like hair just changes. Yeah. Almost this complete face. And it's just like, yeah, he just kind of. He looks good in it. He just, he, yeah. he, he didn't really look bad, but. That's some of my favorite TikToks is like barber TikTok. There is some, there was one I watched literally before we started recording. A dude with like really long hair and it was just not very nice. There was nothing wrong with it, but it was just long and like nothing on a guy as well. He gets it cut to like a Prince Charming, you know, shaggy long hair and he looks stunning. Yeah. And it's incredible how much it changes a, a guy, especially. Yeah, it's one thing where I do wish I had hair. I've owned up on it to be like, I don't have it. But people are like, do you wish you had it? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Like, if I ever I can't want... imagine you with hair. And that's what I mean. But I had it before. I remember it. I had long yeah. hair in college. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there. I don't have a lot of pictures. This was pre-smartphone. We didn't take a yeah. picture of everything. And so, but yeah, like you said, it's just more or less just to change. Like me with a beard. I look completely different without a beard. Yeah, that yeah. freaks me out when people I shave would, their beards. I, know. I won't do that though. I no, won't don't do, that. do that. No. All right. So this is where I have in there. What the is with this fucking shaky camera work? I don't uh-huh. get it. I don't like it. It's gonna take it down at least a tier. This is why I thought this was like an indie 2030, maybe pushing like a 40 million dollar movie. Why? Why is this what is the point of doing this? This didn't stand out to me. What what point are you thinking about? Like the training when the they do the training? Mo- or? No, the whole movie is oh, shaky cam. It's like oh. they're on a handheld the entire. Like I get yeah. it once you get to the Hunger Games and it's like, oh, I get why you do shaky cam. It's very, very good in war where there's yeah. explosions going around and you want to disorient the audience like the character. But when we're watching them do the reaping, I don't need the shaky cam. 
Yeah. When we're on the train. I don't need the shaky cam. All you're doing is getting getting some people probably fucking nauseous, which yeah. I know there's some people that can't watch it. The Born Identity was one. Yeah. I've never seen The Born Identity, but I've had people say, I cannot watch movies like that because of the fucking shaky cam gets me nauseous. So here, yeah. I just don't know the purpose of doing it for two hours and 20 minutes unless it was something back at this time where it's just, now that makes it raw. And yes, indie. that'll be it. That'll be That's it. fucking dumb need to watch something maybe like a little making of and see if they bring it up at all yeah i, I try to look in the trivia or anything like that and there wasn't uh-huh. maybe that honestly that was probably something of the time the late 2000s yeah. the late aughts into that might have been it it will have been yeah yeah all right so we get more and this is when it really stood out to me the names and the names here we get caesar or kaiser if you want to actually pronounce it it's one of those things too where the actual latin is like kaiser but it's become caesar so you dorks out there, just don't be like, oh, it's actually Kaiser and actually call it Kaiser. But this is where thinking about the Roman Empire. I'm like, this is what I think about the Roman Empire. Yeah. Okay. Am I guilty <laughs> every day because of movies like this? But yes, Caesar and Claudius. Again, another very Roman name. This is Stanley Tucci and Toby Jones. The yeah. amazing and the excellent Stanley Tucci. I know, Toby Jones is good, too. Stanley Tucci is another one of those character actors. And he's in so much. He's playing Caesar Flickerman, I believe is his name. Yeah. He's bald. He's as bald as the day is long, but mm-hmm. every movie, ju- just about every movie he's in, he's wearing a wig and has hair. And it's yeah. like, this might be the only bald guy who's been typecast is not bald to where if you did see him bald, it'd be weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what I know him mainly from is such a random film, Easy A with Emma Stone. Yes. That's where I first he's saw him. Everything. I think he's bald in that. Is he? Oh, is I he like the principal so. or a teacher? No, he's the dad. Oh, in the okay. EZA. Yeah, Maybe so you don't see why. him all that much. But um, yeah, I don't remember him having a wig in that. I'm pretty sure he's just bald. There, He's in a movie that I doubt it'll be nominated for Bad Movie Month because it's so forgettable. But we will cover it sometime. The 2004 movie, The Core. Oh, I don't know that. It's a disaster movie. It's okay. where an asteroid is going to hit the Earth. It's basically <laughs> a script from 1999 after Armageddon that didn't yep. get made till 2004. It is such a 90s movie made five years <laughs> too late. He's in it. It's a terrible movie, but God damn, I love it. Oh, and we will cover it. It's so bad. Right. It's good. Bruce Greenwood is in it. Oh, my God. Love Whenever it, love Stanley it, love Tucci it. has a new film come out, we'll slot that one in. You know, he did this Italy, uh, this show that I actually I think I might have shown some of it in class where a, it's a travel show and a food show where he goes to Italy. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yes, it's, it's a CNN show. It's awesome. He actually just put out like a line of cookware. Oh, I know. I think he's just becoming a like cook or chef. I love that for him. Do it. The dude's like 60 something years old. He's got residuals coming wow. in. Like, dude, just go yeah. eat and drink. He's got people watching the Hunger Games still. Yeah, money coming in from <laughs> Yeah, Toby Jones is great, too. And again, these are super ancient Roman names. We're also introduced kind of at the beginning, but more here. As Caesar is interviewing Seneca, the gamekeeper or game master. Seneca, mm. again, another super fucking Roman name. Is it? Oh, yes, cool. it is. Yeah, played by Wes Bentley, uh, American Beauty. I will always know him from as mm. he played like the teenager, the guy filming that stupid fucking bag. The most beautiful thing in the world is this bag in a corner. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. That movie. Oh, my God. That movie. Just, yes. 15 year old Brett. I think I mentioned before. 15 year old Brett was like, Yes, you have. Yeah. This is the deepest, most important movie that's ever been made. (laughs) It won Best Picture. Kevin Spacey, an American icon. Oh, nothing. By the way, American Beauty, the most American movie directed like this Gen X late 90s thing, directed by Sam Mendes, who's a Brit. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Of course. Of course it was, right? Yeah, of course. Why not? 
Uh, we're also at this time introduced to Senna, who just wants Yay. to get away. He wants to fly away. Do you get Don't. that? No. Okay, that's the song Lenny Kravitz plays Senna. He had the song come out sometime in the late 90s. I want to get away. Oh, yeah, I think about that song. I want yeah. to, it was everywhere. I it's still a great song. I'll still listen yes. to it now. It was in every commercial, was played like crazy. It's a banger of a song from the late 90s. Lenny Kravitz, I saw randomly, was given this role. Didn't have to audition for it. Oh, cool. But his daughter, the actress Zoe Kravitz, was with Jennifer Lawrence on one of those fucking X-Men movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she plays Mystique in X Men, yeah. which I think came out just before the Hunger Games, or the first one that she did came out just yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2011, and so yeah, she kind of already was in this like blockbuster mode. But yeah, so he kind of knew about Jennifer Lawrence from there. And again, I remember when I watched this, I'm like, "Is that Lenny Kravitz?" And yeah. it, that, when it's like quote stunt casting like that, it's kind of distracting. But he was really good, very warm. Yeah, I think Sin is such a great character, and I'm pretty sure he makes it all the way to Catching Fire. Is Catching Fire the second one? That's the, yeah, he makes it all the way to the next one. He makes one it where, all the way to where, the second one. Spoiler film. alert, he gets killed. Yeah, sorry. But he's great. I These think movies he's, have been out for 10 years. Like, yeah, yeah. Tough shit. But I, yeah, I do. I do think that he is really good in this. He makes for a really nice companion to Katniss, someone who is like a bit more normal compared to the rest of the capital dwellers. He, but he does seem to favor her. Why? Oh, yeah. But why, yeah. though, he looks at her. Is it just because she's hot or something? Because he looks at her and is just like, you're from the coal miner, you poor ass Appalachian. Oh, we should say that, that this Pan Am is like a futuristic United States, North America, yeah. where the yeah. capital is in the current like Rocky Mountains. Mm -hmm. And District 12 is like the Appalachia, which to this day is like West Virginia, yep. uh, towards like the Blue Ridge Mountains and all that. Appalachian like Mountains. East Coast. Yes, but not on the coast because yes. it's, it's very yeah, yeah, yeah. poor. It's very, very poor to this day. Very rural, very poor. And so They're it makes all coal it, miners. And in they this talk one, about right? coal mining. Yeah. So it's, it's West Virginia to a T. And he just sees her just like, yeah, usually we do this where it's coal miners and all like that. But let's do something more so. And I'm like, why are you doing this to her? Is it because pretty white girl? Pretty yeah, white girl, is that why she gets the special treatment? He definitely took a shine to her straight away. And... I know, but it's like pretty white blonde girl. You know, it's just so Th that happens here. It happens in the media when it's like yeah. a lot of people go missing in this country and in this world. And every so often the media would glommed onto one. Yes. And yeah. it's nine times out of 10, a pretty blonde white girl. Mm -hmm. The picture goes around and it goes around. It's like, circulated, oh my God, circulated. This, yeah. This person's missing and got killed in Italy or they're missing in Aruba. And it's like, oh, yeah, pretty. There's hundreds of people girl. missing. Yeah. Every day people go missing, but the media will glom onto that. So I'm thinking here, oh, Cinna, come on, Cinna. Mm -hmm. He just wants to dress the winner. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? She's got a good figure. She's pretty. I've had this dress forever. Boom. There we go. Here's my muse. <laughs> <laughs> but he does he wants to gussy them up with a little something special this chariot of fire which again chariot roman i can't stop thinking about the roman empire i know typical bloke got something about the roman empire yes it's just like i don't always think about the roman empire but when i do i watch the hunger games <laughs> when i do i think about it four times at least throughout yes. this film <laughs> but something that did surprise me because it's the fucking roman empire it's not an empire. It's a president. So it's not an emperor. Yeah. And then it's snow. And I'm like, why do all these people have Roman names? But the literal emperor president is yeah. just snow. 
I don't know the relevance name. of the name Snow. Yeah, but President Snow is a real body. Yes, but that's what the songbird trail of songbirds and whatever ballad of songbirds and snakes is all about. It's about snow. Yeah, so the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is President Snow, well, the future President Snow's origin story. And yes. he is going to mentor District 12's tribute, Lucy Greybeard, in the 10th Hunger Games. And yeah, it's all about, I think they kind of fall in love or whatever. That's what I'm Spo getting from the trailers no. anyway. That's what I'm getting from the trailer. Yeah, yeah um, and I, this is the 74th, I think it said, right? Yes, it's the yes, 74th. The 74th, so I guess the 75th is the next one that's going to be the big thing. I really don't remember much from the future uh, the future <laughs> ones. But yes, President Slow here. Slow. President, President Slow. President Slow. Hey, Freudian slip. Played by the amazing Donald Sutherland. Again, somebody who can do no wrong. Everything he turns up in is amazing. Him and his son, Kiefer Sutherland, have the most distinct voices where mm. I think Donald... They're, Kiefer Sutherland is Canadian. Right. Donald Sutherland may be English, but from Canada. I don't know that connection, but they're like English Canadian. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is. They have this distinct voice that I've never heard anybody, not Donald Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland I have, be able to like fully like replicate and do. And it's this soothing, because that's what's shocking about Donald Sutherland. He always plays this soothing grandpa. Yeah. And he is an utter fucking monster that we start to see the surface of here that obviously he will be. But he's yeah. just this evil personified in doing this. And mm -hmm. he's so good at playing a bad guy. He is. He's brilliant in this film. We don't see him loads in this first film because the game master that you talked about earlier, he's kind of running the show, occasionally reporting to President Snow. President Snow does all the official stuff, but there's an amazing scene at the end where Katniss is being crowned by President Snow, yes. and he already, he is already aware that she is a problem from the get go. They talk yeah, about it knows. earlier, yeah. And he gives this thing: "Why do we do the Hunger Games?" And Seneca's just like, "Golly gee, Mister, I have no idea." It's like, mm -hmm. why is this guy? Should, your, game, your gamekeeper and your game master should be the most calculating, sadistic motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He should be a pure sociopath, like yes, in its form. And he runs him through this thing, very Socratic dialogue of. Why do we have the Hunger Games? Why do we? Why do, do we this? have a winner? Why do we have a winner? And he's like, mm -hmm. hope. And he's like, okay, but he's like, they just need a little bit of hope. It's the bread and circuses. Yeah, they can't have too much hope. And he tells them very quickly, stamp this out. Don't let it yep. spread. So he knows from the get go. Now, why he doesn't take it upon himself to be like, she needs to die. Make, yeah, kill her. Like, kill her now. Get those trees on fire much faster <laughs> yes whatever and i get why he doesn't because again the people watching can't know that if i'm watching yes. especially if i'm gambling by the way the gambling <laughs> yeah. comes up and it happens i'm gonna be like well this is bullshit why am i betting yes. if it's controlled so i get why he can't do it that way but i would say kill it which he kind of does i guess you can say i guess he does do that he kind of tells seneca stamp it out basically stamp her out i guess that's true yeah and whenever they kind of dupe them at the very end I quite I kind of like that Katniss Katniss is kind of unaware what she's done. She's like, oh well I beat it, I won. And then yes. Hamish is the one that's like, no, this is bad. Like, like this they're is not bad gonna take this lightly. Yes. For yeah. everybody, including himself and yeah. Effie, because they're the mentors. And I think he's also alluding to it's gonna be bad for yours and the other districts. Yes, something is not it's not gonna go how she thinks it's gonna go. No, but yeah, this whole—I mean, this—the Hunger Game things in and of itself. We talked about it. it's children killing each other. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's the worst thing 
you can possibly imagine. But oh, there's gambling. Never mind. I'm in on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take what are the odds? I'm looking for those mid odds. Like when I bet on horses, yeah, you don't yeah, take yeah. the favorite. I want those like six to one odds. You know, you parlay and to be you, worth it. Yeah. You hit big. So now I'm gonna go size up these children and be like, okay, you strong. Oh, a little string bean. <laughs> now I'm in on it. Yeah, I do. I love the scene where um each tribute has to go and kind of show off to the gamekeeper and the sponsor and show their skills and Katniss has to go last and everybody's kind of lost interest at this point and then she does the kind of iconic shooting the apple through the pig's mouth what they're about to eat that was another big shot in the trailer as well I remember that very clearly yeah yes and the iconic bow um yeah so I thought that was really clever the way they get the uh that's how they kind of decide who they're gonna sponsor sponsor throughout the games yeah Thank you for your consideration. Iconic. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so she shoots the bow in it, but she misses the first one. And they're like, yes. <laughs> look at this dumb mm-hmm. bitch. She can't do anything. Yep. All right, back to talking about this. And then she hits it right. In the, then she hits it right in the heart. Of course, they're not looking. And then boom, the apple through there got their attention. Of course, it's just like, oh, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. And Hamish is like, no, you did it. You got there. Hamish is like perfect. Yes, because you showed your skill. And you showed like, damn, this bitch is cold. Like if she's going to mm-hmm. do that to us, who could probably have her killed like that or at least have her punished. Yes. She's going to be uh, some, a uh, force to be dealt with. So Someone yes, to get, watch. Yep. They get all graded. Peter gets an eight, by the way, by the way. Okay. I know this and I like it and I get it. Peter has real world strength. Like he's yes. a baker. She's sewn him to do all that. This is a manual laborer thing, all right? Like, go see, like, a farmer. A farmer's going to have some fucking strength that's not, yeah. you know, benching 230 pounds or whatever it is like that. But, but, Josh Hutcherson is, like, 5'7". If you looked on the board, they're both listed at 5'7". Yeah. So they do have it. Josh Hutcherson may not be that. He's small and he's... Where is the string? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I get it, but he hucks this fucking ball i don't know how heavy it was supposed to be Mercifully, it looks like metal though doesn't it it's he- yes. it looks heavy it looks heavy and he's kind of dragging it and then he hucks it in there and it's just I, yeah he, he's that hidden strength is because mm-hmm. it's not glamour muscles yeah like, it's not yeah. biceps so the hidden strength when someone has that is they're gonna be barrel chested yeah. where it's like lifting a and doing all that person yeah it's gonna be well he doesn't have to be tall he just yeah, has yeah. to be fucking stout in a barrel yeah. chest is a chest it's barreled out the back is where it's gonna be from that like lifting it's gonna be your lats it's almost like a hidden thing where a loose shirt will cover it and it's just like yeah he he's little little boy josh hutcherson i just he, I'm yeah not, and yeah. also he's like 16 so it's yeah. like you're never gonna be a huge big strong boy no no, but he shows that if he gets graded with an eight and he's like, oh, yes, I got it. Then, of course, Cat Catlin. Whoa, so you got Game of Thrones in my mind. Of course, yeah, you got Katniss there getting an 11. The highest one that we saw, I think the other highest one was Cato with a 10. Yes, that's right. Cato with a 10. And um, yeah, so she's the highest. And then these, this is where I'm like, Hamish and Effie, as soon as they do that, they toast Katniss. And I'm like, you fucking I know. jack wagons. He's it's so right. so cold. There, toast to the both of them. You are the sponsors yeah. for both. And he rightfully is like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go yeah. train on my own and not be part of it. And Hamish even says, when Katniss says, where is Peter gone? Hamish is like, well, it kind of always happens at it, one point. There becomes a favorite and yep. the other one goes off. And it's like, well, maybe you should do something about that. So one thing I might have missed is what do Effie and Hamish get out of this? If their person wins, do they get 
like a bonus or money or something? I don't know if it's ever um, made clear. I would imagine that he yeah. would get some kind of bonus if they win. But also, I feel like they probably don't have a choice in these rules. I feel like they're probably made to do these sort of things, especially Hamich. Hamich is the only... Yeah. He's the second... Before Katniss, there have been two winners from District 12 and Hamich is the only one alive. Yeah. So he kind of has to do this. And he obviously... I think his drinking issues are kind of related to him not wanting to be involved with this at all. It, it's masking because they said uh, one and two. I forgot what they called him. I don't know if I wrote that down. Careers. Later. Careers. There you go. Said they almost always win. So for him, it becomes every single year I have to meet a child who's about to be butchered. Yeah. And like the alcoholism covers up for it to be like, yeah, this is masking what I don't want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And Effie somehow, Effie seems like she's so disassociated from like real life. Because she's a chaperone from the Capitol. Like, yeah. So she's not even from, obviously, she's not even from District 12. She's just put here to. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, again, I, I don't know. I'm sure they say in the book. Yeah. I bet they will. Like yeah. what it is or more in there. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So Katniss gets interviewed by Caesar. They start interviewing everybody in there. Bunch of softball questions. Goddamn, Stanley Tucci. Fuck. I love him. These little softball questions. The dress is on fire. She does a little spin. Yeah, and then a, love that. And then a fastball at the end about seeing her sister for the last time. I know. That was out of nowhere. Fastball, you're right. Exactly. Yes, because it's very <laughs> softball. Very, and it kind of happens again with Peter coming after. It's like, oh, ho, 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 we're just having a little fun here. So your sister that you saw for the last time that you probably won't because you're about to die. What did she say what, to you? What did yeah. she say to you? What did you say to her? Interesting interviewing techniques from Caesar there. <laughs> yes, and it's absolutely done to get her off bait. Yes. Ba uh, yes, it's where everything's cool, everything's cool. Boom, you know, again, for the under pressure, because again, they're being judged at all times here. Mm -hmm. The fire dress is also very iconic in the yeah. Hunger Games um, series. And um, I don't know if, if anybody has been keeping up with the kind of promotional tour of the new film that's coming out. But Rachel Zegler, who plays Lucy, like the main lead in the new film, her stylist has been doing such an amazing job for all of her red carpet looks. And one of them was based off of this fire dress. And she's got like a black, just like a plain black dress, but then it goes out at the bottom and it's all like red and fire. And it's so beautiful. And the stylist has just done so many Katniss inspired looks. It's just, I love what she's done so, so much. So the main character's name is Lucy. Yes. God, that is such like a common name for so many. Is that it? Yeah. It just seems like it every year there's like a big movie that just has like the name Lucy. I only know like Paddington and this. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Oh, yeah, that too. The Witcher? But the the Witcher? Auntie Who's Lucy. Oh, that's Lucy? the Witcher game. Oh, yeah. No, wait. Did it come up in the show too? I don't know. I don't know. I think honestly, it's so common that it just gets lost into. Yeah, like, but I never else. meet anyone in real life called Lucy. That's what's weird. Yeah, but I know. I say this all the time, but I know more dogs called Lucy than I do people. More dog. I get <laughs> and it's new like dogs. a black. It's like a black Labrador. Oh, it, that's black what it lab. is. <laughs> Yours, random black labby. Name it. Or golden retriever. Yeah. So. Well, at least it's like a smart. Yeah, intelligent yeah, animal. Go. A retriever. A retriever. All right, so Peter comes out. He puts on the charm. This boy knows how to play. Yes, this is um, this 
plays into what I picked for his D&D character later on when we discuss that. But he plays the game from the get go. Yeah, he plays he plays it very well. He knows what he's doing. And then he gets he gets Caesar kind of off guard there. Mm-hmm, but so he's like, mm-hmm. oh, and he just kind of taps him on there. So then he talks about again. So do you have a special lady back home again that you're never going to see again? You five foot seven fucking <laughs> waif. Yeah. And he then he confesses that he has a crush on Katniss in a very roundabout way. He's like, what are you going to tell him to get it back? He's like, well, I can't do that because I came with her. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <gasps> which I, I love how. Cause, OK. We need to talk about also that there was a there was a swear jar on the set of this production, at which point Jennifer mm. Lawrence was the overwhelming one. Jennifer Lawrence very much kind of has that. It's maybe not her fault. It maybe I think people putting it because of this and not like other girls thing. Yeah. Where it's because her voice is very is deep and it's raspy. And she but to counter that when PETA gets back there, she fucking grabs PETA and throws him up against the wall. And I'm like, oh, shit, I believe that that wasn't like a little girl that's just like, Hey, what are you doing? No, she doesn't be like, but he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, oh my God. Like she would scare me. Like she drops the bass in there. What the hell was that? Yeah, what the hell was that? I'm like, oh my God. Oh, like, shit. I, can, I can believe that she is about to beat this guy's ass. Yeah. No secret strength here, Peter. What the no. fuck? No. And she's taller because she's in the heels, but she like, yeah. I mean, she knows what she's doing. And it wasn't just yeah. like placing out there. She boom, like hits mm-hmm. him against her. I love how everybody just assumes that Pete is doing it to play the game. And at no point are they like, wait, do you actually know? Is it know true? Because <laughs> she's just like, what are you doing? You idiot? She's like, no, he probably just saved it, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, oh yeah, what a great move. And Peter has no words and just get dragged <laughs> away. He's like, um, no, actually, I'm, I'm serious. I kind of do actually. I, like I love you. <laughs> actually, I actually do kind of like her and I always have. <laughs> yeah, I never, I've, I remember when I first watched this film and even last night when I finished watching it, I was like, the whole way through, I'm questioning who's, I never un I never sure when they're acting up for the cameras or when they're being serious. Cause at some points I think Peter is putting on such a good show, but you're right. I'm like, he means it though, I think. Whereas Katniss is totally blindsided by this, so she doesn't have those feelings initially, but she learns to play up to the cameras yeah. very quickly. But then obviously she does fall for him eventually. Does so she? I, well, do you remember what happens in the last film? Oh, I think okay. I think he meant in that. Now we, yeah. But for as this movie goes, yeah. I think from what we get to the end of this movie, which again is what we'll you know really get because I don't remember too much of the other one, mm-hmm. is that he's sincere, and then she's playing the game through yeah. this. But then yes, yeah. eventually they're together, and it's kind of one of those things you go through trauma. You're gonna go to uh, you're gonna grow together on that shared trauma. But through mm-hmm. this, I think it's very much she learns that it works and she understands. Yes. Okay. But I also think it's easy that you're literally fighting for your life. You're in a foxhole, a proverbial foxhole. You're going to grow closer to that person and you're going to be with them like no matter what. And then it probably helps that it's the sexual uh, compatibility. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Would be there. Yeah. Uh, Y'all can't see me going like uh, as I'm clapping, like clapping his hands as together. I'm smashing my hands together in a very sexual. loving manner. It's just that that sexual. I don't know if this is getting picked up or not, but I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, it should get picked up because I'm talking in that sense. I'm mm-hmm. All right. So um, right before they leave, Cinna kind of dress or gives her the pin. Oh, like, I love that. Yep. 
And then they get in their little pods, and an hour and seven minutes in, the Hunger Games has begun. Yes, I love this moment. And I couldn't remember if this was... Because she goes up into the pod in Catching Fire as well. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember if this was the moment where... Do you remember when they do the aspect ratio change? Do you remember that? No. So I thought it was in this film, but it's not. It's in Hunger Games Catching Fire when Katniss goes into the games again. She goes into the pod and spoiler alert in Catching Fire when she goes into the pod and they lock her in that's when they kill Sinna oh, just I before that, she's yeah. about to go and when she goes up in the pod she's obviously having a bit of a panic attack because Sinna's been killed in front of her but as she goes up in the pod they change the aspect ratio of the um, screen really? so it goes from like you have the black bars at the top and then as she's spinning around going up it moves all the way up into IMAX because this next, like when they're in the games in Catching Fire, that's all shot in IMAX. And I didn't notice it when I first watched it, but if you go back and watch it, it's a very, very cool moment. It's very clever. Um, but I was hoping they might do it in this one, but they don't. But that's where they get, maybe that's where the budget goes where in the Catching extra Fire. For, 70 for million IMAX. went. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, as we talked about it, 9.5 million went to Jennifer Lawrence. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, good on them for doing that. And yes, yeah, so they get up there, they have this cornucopia and... About half the people get wiped out here. Katniss defies what they were supposed to do. She sticks around and grabs a backpack. She's about to be killed, but she's saved by was that that wasn't was that Glimmer? I'm not sure of their names. Because it was someone she'd eventually go against because throws kills, throws this little throwing knife, hits the backpack, they fight, doesn't kill her, and then Katniss gets away. Yeah. From this this whole just fucking horrific. Yeah, like, literally, I think it's 11 of them. It might be yeah. 12 of them are gone, like almost immediately here. Yeah. So they say um, in the first eight hours, 13 of them are gone. So I don't know how many that is in the first initial brawl is what Hamish described it as as what it was going to be. Um, but definitely within the first eight hours, 13 out of the 24 are gone. 24, yeah. But from what I got out of it was when she kind of catches her bearings and looks up and they start doing and she counts she counts 12 right i don't when remember they're, when they're showing like up in the sky she's going like oh seven. yeah i thought yeah. she did and i just assumed that was kind of right after this but she takes that backpack she looney tune falls down this <laughs> fucking hill end over end just and then gets up running i'm like no no <laughs> You cannot fall down what had to be, what was it, 50 feet, 60 feet? It was five or six seconds, head over heels, barrel rolling. She's fine. Then she just gets up and like, do-do-do-do-do. So I'm like, yes, that can only be described as Looney Tunes-esque. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It was funny, but this isn't supposed to be funny. No, it's not supposed to be funny. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like When they make these movies and they're in the zone of like editing, they have to understand that when you fall down a hill like that, it's inherently funny. It's only yeah. horrific if they're dead and <laughs> we see them like with their neck snapped. Then it's not funny. But if someone's just yeah, but, 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 going down and they get up, put Looney Tune sounds over that fall. It would be hilarious. It'll be fucking hysterical. But I think they did such a good job of before that moment when Katniss is kind of scrambling for the backpack and trying to get away there's no sound apart from string music and it's almost like a horror film at that point because it's just those kind of terrifying high-pitched strings 
and no sound. You can't hear anyone screaming for a while. You can't hear any of the noise of the weapons or anything like that. It's just strings and her panicking. So, and then you're right. Then it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, no, I agree with you. I, while I do like that from an aesthetic, I'm going to argue that it takes away from the brutality and sanitizes mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I don't like it in that sense. Like you do, it's like, oh my God, this is in there. If we're supposed to be horrified by this, no music, Lead no score. Yeah. We need the sounds of, we need to hear the clanging. I need to hear flesh being torn open. I need to hear People. children screaming. I need to hear, <laughs> I know, like I need to hear death rattles. I need to hear, have a 12, 13, 14 year old kid screaming for their mommy and their mother oh. as their entrails are going out or as they're being forced to do this. That's when you get into it. So I don't like it, but you can't do what I did and obviously be PG-13. Like that's to me, that's a choice of sanitizing it, of making it yes. PG-13. But that's yeah. where from the get go, because you're right, it's just like, Oh man, a battle royale. We know Katniss is gonna win. To me, the yeah. only question going in is what's gonna happen to Peta. Like you just yeah. know what's gonna is he gonna survive? How is he gonna survive? And how so, are they gonna get out of this? Yes. Yeah. And we see the careers, and we're just like, oh, I bet she's gonna kill them. Oh, this is gonna be good. But from there, show these fucking children getting slaughtered. And then you're just like, Oh, was I part of the problem? I wanted I'm to part see of the problem. I'm I, finding this entertaining. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> as the movie's going on, I'm like, get to the Hunger Games, get to the Hunger Games, and like, an yeah, hour we're in, here. You know, an and then hour in. Yes, but then you put it into the audience of being like, oh fuck, I would be if I was in the district, mm-hmm. I'd be gambling, I'd be cheering, yeah. I'd be betting on too. Yeah, you need to watch The Condemned because you've said several things to me in this podcast episode, and The Condemned is that. So there's, there's a moment no in the way con- that movie. You're now making me seem no. like an idiot, or I'm a dumbass. No, 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 because- <laughs> no, no. The <laughs> Condemned. So it's it's a bad movie, but there are moments where it's like real. So there's a moment everybody's really enjoying the battle royale okay. in The Condemned, and then there's a moment. This isn't very nice, but there's a moment where a woman's being attacked by this man who is a rapist and he is about to assault her and everybody's like everybody has this kind of really harrowing moment where they're like oh this is horrific i don't want to watch this anymore yeah Yeah. so like though there's it it kind of takes it to the next level where everybody in the condemned is like on death row so they're really bad people in this thing and it's it goes up to the next level at some points which is quite disturbing to watch the condemned yeah, and budget, it's got Stone Cold Steve Austin. A budget of twenty million, grossed eight. <laughs> but we did get a condemned two. No way. That went straight to like DVD or whatever. It didn't go to the box oh, office. Oh dear. Yeah. Randy oh, Orton, dear. starring Randy Orton. So they couldn't afford Stone Cold. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a remake of the nineteen seventy-five Austrian West German film. Okay. Yeah. I would love to watch that again. I've seen it a few times when I was a teenager and I always, I think I just like the idea of like the Battle Royale style thing. And then it just it being Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vinnie Jones. I like, this is insane and I love it. Vinnie and... Jones. I will, I will gladly do a Vinnie Jones month with Gone yeah. in 60 Seconds, <laughs> yes. Snatched, Lockstock. Mm-hmm. Gladly, gladly Vinnie Jones month if he uh, ever gets on parole or I'm sure he's probably <laughs> not doing that well. Leeds United though, he played for Leeds United. Yeah, he was a bad man. He was a great he was a great <laughs> bad guy in football. By playing for Leeds, he's a bad man. Uh-oh, closet Manchester United fan. No, uh, but you know what I mean? He was a he, villain yes, he in was. football. Yeah. He was a bad He was what like it's all ho- a big show. Hockey used to have them also where they're enforcers. 
and hockey yeah. had them where it's just they were there to fucking break skulls. He used to bite people, yes, like, fucking cause arguments all the time. Yeah. I d- I've never been, Hooligan. I never followed football much when I was younger, but I knew who Vinnie Jones was. Yeah. Vinnie Jones, yep. Eventually, maybe we'll, uh, we'll get there. So yeah, they had the 12 cannons ring out. Everyone's um, done within like the eight hours or half are done. Katniss sees that PETA has joined the Alliance of Assholes <laughs> and is now actively hunting her. And so this is where I have a couple questions. One, how did PETA get in with them? Did PETA yeah. like throw his hands up and be like, I can take, I can take it to Kansas. I can take it to her. Why would they spare him? You know, like they have immediate bloodlust mm-hmm. on them. So I'm guessing he sweet talked them. Yeah. And then eventually once they find Katniss, why do they not kill him instantly? He's like, I yeah. think we just wait for it to come down. I'd be like, oh shit, you're still here. Boom. You're done. You are. A, we fucking mm-hmm. found her. You are a no use to it. Why did they not kill him other than plot yeah. purposes? Because initially we hear them saying, oh, we should just kill him now. And she, I think he says, Kato goes, Kato, no, he's yeah. our best chance yep. of finding and Katniss, it, which makes I sense. It makes sense. Absolutely. But if she's up a tree and she won't come down. You found her. He is of going no to, use. She will come down if you put a knife to his throat. She's coming down straight away. Yep. Absolutely. Use him. Yep. Like you've been using him up until this point. Now you're not using him anymore. It's very mm-hmm. silly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is in that sense. But just but before then, uh, the gamekeeper lights the force. We talked about that. And there's a D&D wizard-esque fireball that they're Love like her. launching towards <laughs> her. But eventually the group chases her down and their their bloodlust is just on a whole other level. She climbs the tree and then, yeah. And then like Peter's just suggests to wait her out and they should do that. The alliances here are wild to me because it's almost like the show Survivor. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you always there's always an alliance and you have to do that. You you know, you get like four or five people and you eliminate everybody and then you go. But to that, I get because it's a controlled environment of a literal game. Here is where when do you make your play? Like there was four yeah. or five of them, maybe six of them. By the way, uh, shit, the guy playing Marvel is the guy from the boys. Uh, oh, uh, Qu- Quinn Quaid Quaid, not Randy Quaid, is Dennis it? Quaid's son. It's like Dennis Quaid's son. Uh, something Quaid. I can't remember. A uh, typical white guy, a Quaid. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Wait, Jack Quaid is in this? How did I miss him? He's Marvel. Yeah. Oh looks, my god! I, I this, totally this is, missed him. Yeah, I think this is his first like movie or something. Oh. In, like, the role. Yeah, and yeah, so I see him now. Yeah, but to me, like you eliminate. But at what point are you just? When do you start turning on each other, dude? At what point is it just? All right, there's like four people. They're all right around. Okay, we have it. I can easily hack, hack, you know, like at what point do you turn? When they're all sleeping, yeah. When they're sleeping, how do you ever go to sleep? No, you couldn't. It's even in a group, like like you said, the whole point is that there's going to be one winner. Yeah, and unless you, you have the the honor. Conscience, yeah, yeah. No, but, but to me, it's like the District 1. Let's say District 1, because that's Cato and... Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the, who his teammate was. Fuck, it's not. It's a glimmer. No, Cho with the fuck. I don't remember. But yeah, them two. I'd be like, hey, we've got the honor at stake here. Like we know yeah. people back home are watching. All right, we will eliminate everyone else till it's one on one, and we'll do our battle to the death, or however we do it. You know. Yes, and, so and it will th- be an honorable thing. So yeah. at that point, I get, and it'd be like, you stay awake, I'll stay awake. You do those shifts kind of things, and then eventually mm-hmm. you just kill everybody else. So I get We're that. A team, yeah. But if you're from fucking any of the other ones, how do you ever trust them? And at the same you time, just it's just like, yes, yeah. like you look at Cato, and you're like, this dude's obviously the 
biggest and the fucking baddest, I'm I'm going to kill him in his sleep. I'm going to make sure I take him out before any of this shit hits the fan. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I was thinking that in this moment exactly when they're all sleeping at the bottom of the tree, and Katniss gets her first little sponsorship fly in. Yes, I was sir. Like, how are they? How are they trusting each other this much when they know the end game? Yeah, it's gonna eventually. That's a question that will have to be answered. But yeah, Katniss has a huge gash on her leg. Yeah, it's horrible. And I, Hamish can't send anything, but I'm guessing some a sponsor can send something, and mm-hmm. Hamish has a note with it. Yeah, it's, it's this big like ointment. It heals it almost like immediately or immediately overnight. It seems like in the morning, Rue has advised Katniss to drop this nest of tracker jackers. And thank oh, God, yeah. thank God Caesar and Claudius are there to tell us exactly what this is uh, <laughs> on, these, on, <laughs> on these sleeping dipshits below who are not even covered up. They're not under any cover. They're just sprawled out, prone on the grim. ground. But what is grim is glimmer. I think this is, I'm pretty sure this is Glimmer. Gets the blonde fl- girl? Yes, gets stunk. Yes, Glimmer should be the one with it. Gets stung to death here. Yeah. That that is, a, that is a brutal death. It is so brutal. Yeah, so most of them manage to get away, but even Katniss, Katniss gets stung three times and has major hallucinations. Yes. But this girl gets covered to the point where she can't even get up. Like, she's crawling and they're absolutely consuming her whole body. And then you see her and she is... Oh, it's so, so horrible. That is a nasty way to go. She, I think we can say she deserves it. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. an awful person. So she, she can have it. the extreme case of death yeah. that the tracker and, uh, jackers sometimes cause. Yep. And yippee ki motherfucker. Katniss has a bow and arrow now. Oh, ho, yeah. Ho, ho. Yeah, because she didn't manage to grab that initially. No, she didn't. She was smart to avoid that. But she does eventually mm-hmm. pass out from these hallucinations. And we find out she wakes up that Rue has been keeping her alive for like several days. Is that what that's what they said, right? Yeah. So Katniss wakes up under this shelter and it turns out that Rue has been looking after her and she says it's been a couple of days. Days. So, yeah. And she says the girl from one and the boy from 10 are gone. And they sleep like Katniss and Rue sleep next to each other in the tree, all cuddled up. Yeah. And I don't know if this is just because, again, I'm sure it's something you can have several chapters in the book and you can spend even like an hour or two reading with this character and the backstory and all that. But this to me seemed almost cheap where it's like, oh, they're together now. Oh, they formed this bond. You know, fucking Rue's going to die and it's just going to tear jerk you at the end. I don't Mm -hmm. know. That's probably me just being a little bitch on my third uh, scotch here. I think it just has to be too quick in the film, doesn't yeah, it? Because and it's they've just... already got like two and a half hours of yeah. other shit to do. And it's like they kind of have to get us there. But it's almost quick like enough. I said, it's almost cheap in the sense of where it's just an instant thing. It's like a dog. It's like they introduce mm-hmm. her coming across a little puppy and a little yeah. dog. And it's just like, oh, a dog. I like a dog. So when it dies mm-hmm. in 10 minutes, you can always equate it to your dog. Yes. Back home. <laughs> but yeah, but she says that Peter's alive too, has been helping him out. But they have this plan to blow up the group's supplies. And of course they, they do a little misdirection and they leave this, you know, obviously this incompetent kid back there. He, he falls for another thing. Katniss blows it up. And when the group gets back, yeah, Cato just snaps his neck and it's like, good God. Yeah. He's absolutely ruthless and Katniss witnesses it happen. And, I think she does a great job of being horrified in a situation that is 
already 100% horrific. She's yeah. like, oh, this has just got even worse. Brilliant. <laughs> and she's also got, she also was standing too close to the explosion. So she, yeah, got she gets blown back. Out. Yeah. And she's also out in the open, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. she could be seen at any moment. I think that played into the panic. And yes. Yeah, she runs off. Rue eventually gets killed. And I think it was Marvel. Oh. This is Jack Quaid. I can't Ru believe I didn't recognize I, him. I know. He really looks just like him, too. Just yeah. a little bit younger. And uh, yeah, very sad. Katniss buries her, looks up at the camera, the drone going around. Does the Mockingjay sign? That is a Mockingjay, right? I don't know if just, it's the Mockingjay sign. sign. That is okay. just seems to be, yeah, kind of like a resistance rebellion yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yep. So she does that. District 11, Rue's home, starts rioting. And I guess, that. is this like the start of the rebellion? I think it's it to show that people, yeah, people start okay. the, start rioting in this one. But I think the peacekeepers do get it under control and eventually. It. Okay. But it's the start of Katniss being kind of a catalyst for mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, obviously she'll become the face of it. I mean, yes, I bet she's coming in there. We spoiled enough already, so yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking ten year like uh, you know, the eleven year old at this movie. Point. Yeah, this is an eleven year old movie. Catching Fire would be a ten year old movie. So yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it by this point. Oh, uh, we get a rules change where two people oh, yeah. can win as long as they're from the same district. Because everybody loves a love story here. Which is what this always should have been. It should have always been duos. Why would you want to fight? <laughs> like you have somebody fight from the same district against each other. It should just be a duos thing. And if one dies, yeah. one dies. But just have it where it's district against district. They don't want too much hope, though. But how is that hope? To me, it would be you make enemies. The, to me, the whole point of this is getting, again, this is coming from the whole marxist thing a theory in that is it's the owners in the ruling class convincing the lower classes and the working classes to fight against each other it mm -hmm. was the biggest thing done in the united states where instead of it being class division it was race division so right. the white owners convinced a bunch of poor white people that the poor black person was their enemy instead of the rich white owner and then you start seeing the class the lower classes fight against each other so with this i would make it to be like oh my god district 12 killed our people again i'm district yeah. eight fuck district 12 if i ever saw them i'll never fucking work with them and then they can yes. never be divided and they couldn't unite against each other stupid ass pan am you're See, right I would, yeah I would you know should how be to in subjugate. the capital i should yeah. be subjugating <laughs> president these snow yes this president snow yo hear me out i know <laughs> <laughs> you can be the new game master you could get yeah. your beard like that though couldn't you <laughs> by the way that was Wes bentley's actual beard Oh, no way. Yes. He actually designed that for he him. He actually wow. got it. But I'm just like, I'm so jealous. Like, I can do a beard pretty well. But you could my, definitely do that. No, mine isn't. Mine gets kind of curly and it's just yeah. better when it's longer. And mine, okay. mine shorter would not be like that thick in that sense. I couldn't oh, do it like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We need to get some like whatever I used to like draw my eyebrows. We could do the same on like your nope. beard. I just do the Ehrlich Bachman where it's just <laughs> shave part of this, shave it randomly. Uh, yeah, we're having there. Okay, so this is where again, if we, if I was laughing at her falling down the mountain, oh my god, I howled, I howled. This is it. So Katniss goes looking, and holy shit, Peta has hidden. We saw him earlier doing his little hidden thing where he learned as a mm -hmm. baker. He is hidden as a rock, and I was fucking rolling it on was my so floor at this. 
It random was... and out of nowhere. She's following this trail of blood. So I thought, oh, she's going to find Peter like in a pool of blood Near somewhere. Death, like yes. in a, yeah. And then he grabs her by the ankle. And then she's like, what the fuck? Without swearing, obviously. And you turn around and she's like, Peter. And they and show his, his face. It's like a rock. And I was like, what? But his facial, <laughs> his facial demeanor, I guess. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Like a little kid, his facial mo. Facial credit. What am I trying to say? His look, his demeanor. Right. Okay. I don't know. But it's the next bit of the sentence. Yes, it was just Just the way he looks. Dude, I just looked and I was like, no, no. I just howling. (laughs) This is just. just, It's so ridiculous. And it doesn't. So ridiculous. It doesn't. Whereas this film sometimes told us too much, you know, where it's like, oh, well, these are the tracker jackers. They're very, very poisonous. Da, da, da. It didn't ever explain how the fuck he did that? Like, when did he get his artist supplies? When did he have the time to paint his face if he's like bleeding out from somewhere? Yes. Have I missed that? Have I missed it? Decorating a cake is not the same as transforming your arm into a lifelike Full camouflage. So when it looked he, amazing. Yes, it's like Chekhov's camouflage. When he did that, I'm like, oh man, they're going to be chasing him. He's going to be able to do this. And th- this was the payoff? That is not a good payoff. He wasn't he, hiding from anybody. Was, no, his face is a rock. <laughs> no, it, it was, oh God, it was so underwhelming. And again, I'm just like, okay, movie, $78 million. You yeah. know what? Maybe it did actually look, no, no, it did. It looked fucking dumb. And It was dumb. Maybe they decided we needed a good laugh at this moment. And that's what they gave us. No, this is not the way to do it, though. It needs to be in the moment. Like, you, you have to have mm-hmm. the levity between the characters. <laughs> in there again get tarantino to punch this up in some way have him start talking about movies and just like hey i remember talking about cinema that <laughs> or tip, tipping hey you ever tip you know talk about that all right so uh, uh gail sees oh that's right so they kind of get together in this little cave and yeah. gail sees katniss and Peta. so this is a good start though for liam playing Geralt, looking at yen kissing uh, somebody else he can Ooh. do that Grumpy Geralt, we've got him. Yeah, next time Geralt maybe sees her in Istrid getting at it, he'll be like, hey, this is like, you can tap into, this is like when Katniss kissed Peter. Yes, all those years ago. All those years ago, but I'm Geralt. I can't believe we're going to have him as Geralt. What do you think? Did you see about, um, yeah, I was going to ask you a question, but you go first. No, no, no. Is it a sidebar about Sirens of the Deep or whatever it's called? Yeah. Okay, so my question to this is, what do you think? About them having Doug Cockle as the voice. I think it's a perfect choice. I I do think it's great, but at this moment, don't they really need to start getting Liam as but Geralt? I think, like, doesn't I just this just like, remind us of a Geralt we would quote rather have? Yeah, but I think you couldn't have Liam's first announced thing be him being the voice for something else. I think it needs to be like this is I'm live action Geralt. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't bring in someone totally random because we don't oh, need another new Geralt. Yeah. And yeah, obviously I'm a big Doug Cockle fan. I mean, who isn't? You know, I know like, we obviously. love him. And yeah. I was actually watching, he has been doing some live streaming on Twitch and I has don't he think gotten he... his technical stuff settled? He had sometimes a big problem yes, sometimes with it. no. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> yes, sometimes no. And um, he hadn't realized that Netflix had posted about this had posted the announcement and he said it's been going on for almost a year and uh, just on his stream he didn't have his camera on but he was like oh my god my, my wife has just come in and told me that netflix have posted this announcement announcement and everybody she in the chat was either? Go- 
No, but it was just like they don't get told when it's going to be announced. Like they, it just gets dropped. And that is um, so weird to me. It's so Netflix, That's though, isn't so it? So Netflix. Yeah. So everybody in his chat was like, "Woohoo!" Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, everyone, I'm going to be your new girl to Rivia." And we were going, "You've always been our girl to Rivia, Doug. Yeah. We love you." So it no, was great I... to hear his voice again as Geralt. And yeah, I can kind of see why they don't want it to be Liam. I, I was a bit unsure because Liam needs, we need something. We need something of Liam yeah. because at the moment yeah. it's just like, it's Liam Hemsworth. We haven't seen any kind of test shots of him. Haven't heard him doing his Gerald voice. We have no idea how he's going to take the character at this point, but maybe they just want it to be like a surprise. I mean, that's yeah. They, they surprised this with yeah. it being that, but I think it's one of those, just the way that it came out. Yeah. And I wish they would have done this instead of Nightmare of the Wolf. Right. It, it would have been like, yeah, this animated and with Henry Cavill already being, have already come out by the time that came out, then it would have been okay. You know, it would have been better to do it to where it's like, okay, we have Henry Cavill there. But yes, animated will be Doug Cockle. I think mm -hmm. it's just terrible timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. The whole timeline of The Witcher is so, like, we just never know when we're going to get what. Like, they've yeah. announced that this, this, um, what was it announced that? Netflix Geek Week or something. Doug mentioned that it's been in talk. They've been in talks with it for over a year, and it's not going to release. It's it's set to release at the moment in late 2024. So when are we late? getting the rats? Yeah, late 24. Holy so when are we getting the rats spin off? When are we getting series four? Why? What is the timeline Whoa, here of release? Why late 2024 when they have? I don't know. Is this like the only bits that they have animated? And I think voiced? it must be. Yeah, and Why also they, they announced that. Oh my god! Do you know who else is in it? Who yes, else is going to be doing the voices? Yeah, Anya Chalotra and Joey Beatty are both voicing their characters in it as well. Okay, I may be uh, wrong about this. 100% Yaskier is in the story, like in the short story, a little sacrifice. Uh -huh. I don't Yen is not in the story. Oh, really? I, and she doesn't fucking belong. Okay, we'll have to do. <laughs> I know we talked about we'll only do movies on this. Uh, that Witcher is going to be our thing though forever, isn't it? Like we yeah, need to talk about Witcher. Yeah, but it may be a Patreon thing. Why don't we? Yeah. We need to get okay. We'll get back to Hunger Games. We'll get back. Put a Sorry, pin in this. Everyone. We'll get in there. I know. <laughs> we'll have to do it in there. But we'll, I kept we'll, dropping bombs. Like I know. I all know. This stuff. And we could <laughs> as much as we were kind of over the Witcher, we could both talk about it forever. We'll get into there on that. I might not even leave this in the main feed, but probably because I don't want to edit that much. <laughs> All right. So, and it's getting dark. So let's get going. Let's get going. Let's get going. It's All getting right, so dark. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. A big ass man bear pig attacks them and is apparently <laughs> impervious through arrows through the fucking neck. So I don't know if you can kill these things or if they're designed to just end the fucking game. Yeah. I mean, Katniss does make a good point. She's like, yeah, it's it's dark again. They're just trying to end yes, the games yes, at this yes. point. Yeah. And then so. they, they create like another two or three of them because by the end, yeah. there's at least like three or four. Yeah, there was a pack of them by the end. A pack, yes, and they run to this thing in the middle. I think it's like the cornucopia thing. Yes, little, I think it's back at the beginning. Yep, this little shelter. And Kato is on it already, and it's final boss time. Yeah, it's kind of grim. It's quite brutal, this fight. Yeah, it is, it is. but what else would it be? It had to be, you know? Like, it yeah, wouldn't be course. just operatic and symphonic. Kato holds Pita hostage, Katniss shoots him through the hand, which is nice. I guess she knew that it wouldn't go all the way through. I mean, I'm sorry, but that arrow she's shooting. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's going through a fucking hand. That's going into Dude, Peta. 
Yeah. Did you notice Peter pointing at his hand? Oh, I didn't. Did you not? You need to go no. watch that again because the whole time Kato is speaking, Katniss has it pointed at Kato's head, like, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, nodding. if you shoot me, we're both going in to the dogs and you win. And the whole time Peter's going here, here, is here, he? like pointing okay. at his hand. Yeah. And then that's exactly what she does. Ooh, that sly boost. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shoots him in the hand. He falls down and slowly gets mauled. By the dogs, those are those dogs designed to not kill, but cause his. They're mauling they him, eat him for yeah. like, and he's screaming like, basically put me out of my fucking misery. Like he knows he's yes. lost, and eventually Katniss does put him out of the misery, and boom, it's over. The two winners, no waits. An announcement then comes saying the previous rule has been revoked, and now it, there can be only one. Sean Connery comes in with his highlight. Yeah. <laughs> can be only one. So Katniss galaxy brains this by saying, hey, those yeah. berries, let's just eat those. Both commit suicide. And then the bluff is called dual winners, which just happened to be the two uh, highest credited actors. So, yeah. Yeah. Good job. Look at that. <laughs> the two main characters hey, win. The two main Ta-da. characters win, but just dual winners. Yeah. I love that moment. Peter was ready for her to, you know, shoot him. And she was clever enough to be like, no, we've got this. She's like, trust me. We'll do this and they will because they need a winner. Yeah, she is like she knows that patriarchy be damn. She knows they need a great bluff. And so they show up and Kat is just like, oh, yeah, we're done. We can just go back and everything's going to be fine. But no, Hamish is like, you showed them up. This is a big deal. You embarrass them. This is a serious deal. And apparently not for her, just like for everybody, it seems like, although we don't really see anything. Seneca is led to this locked room with a bowl of berries in the middle to commit suicide. Who's that? Seneca, the gamekeeper, the game warden. Oh, yes, you're right. I always forget his name for some reason. <laughs> I, I always keep, think you're saying Sinna. Like, I think maybe that's Sinna's oh, full Seneca. name or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. no. He doesn't die till the second one, as you mentioned. No. Yeah. yeah. And so this is, this is always, this is something not just Roman. It goes throughout. It goes up to fucking World War II with german generals and a lot of japanese yep. ones where when you're disgraced you commit suicide rather than do it and i know a big one from the nazi high command was no german field marshal has ever like ever surrendered and so if you were that you're it was suicide you just commit suicide mm-hmm. an honorable suicide and i remember i think it was the guy at stalingrad of the german sixth army and they were surrounded they were done and hitler promoted him i think it was paulson von paulson hitler promoted him to field marshal so he wouldn't surrender. And then he surrendered, <laughs> becoming the first. <laughs> he's like, the fuck out of here. We're, we're surrounded. And then he gets a notice of this. You've been promoted to field marshal. He's like, nah, fuck this. I'm surrendering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrendering. You're like, I ain't doing this shit. But like, what a move there. Yeah. To be like, huh, if I promote him to field marshal, then he can't surrender and they'll be forced to fight and clearly win. So, yeah, he Hitler tried to galaxy brain that and it didn't work didn't work out for him it did not work and probably some roman general thing in that sense there uh snow crowns katniss with this icy resolve it was so cold it was such like okay katniss wasn't it yes it was tense and if katniss didn't think there was a problem she is uh living on another planet yeah i think she genuinely thought well she says to peter on the train home we could just go home and forget and he's like i don't want to forget he talking about their relationship at first but then also just the whole the shit that happened you can't just go home and act like it's normal 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of like what Hamish should have really said. You know, at this yes. point, it becomes like, holy shit, you won. I'm the only only other person you're ever going to talk to that is also one. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, like your life is being upheaved now. I think they get put the into like a winner's. It, yeah. yeah, the trauma of it all. And also like your family's going to be in danger probably now constantly because you're so famous and you're getting famous for embarrassing the capital which is never going to end well yes and we get the snow looking at it and setting us up for catching fire lotting his next move they're on their way back to district 12 and play that arcade fire because the movie's over this fucking song like is haunting i love this song did you hear like did you listen to the song over the end credits i can't remember oh my god like it's amazing how different that can be because as soon as i heard it i'm like whoa this is because the tun 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 it's a very haunting i guess is the way just to say haunting it's in a minor and i'd heard of arcade fire and i looked it up it's called abraham's daughter okay i'll listen to it after i might just fucking play it at the end of this podcast because again the people out there who may have been raised reading the bible or have read the bible are no biblical stories no like abraham and isaac where i abraham again a prophet if you will close to god was commanded by an angel i don't it's probably gabriel i don't remember that to Mm -hmm. kill and sacrifice his own son and so he goes up there to do it and right he's about to plunge the knife in and angel's like yo 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 yo. it's just a test Yo, this this loving God up there is just testing you. Well, this <laughs> fucking song, if you listen, the, the lyrics are just secondhand. It's about that. And it's about this angel doing it. And it says Abraham's daughter, like, rises up and aims yeah. her bow to ah. stop it. And it's just like that song, which was written by them for the movie, is very much Abraham's daughter, Katniss, rising up against the patriarchy, if you will, it or the people in charge to be like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. You're not going to sacrifice us. And so, but the way that it's done, it's just, I'm telling you, it. I'd never heard it before. I don't remember it when I first watched the movie. So it probably tells you the mindset, yeah. you know, of kind of where you're at and where I am. It is, it is just, it is in my head and it's in my head right now. I absolutely mm-hmm. fucking love it. And it knocked this movie up a tier. Oh, very good. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to it after we finish. Yes, after we finish, but that is it. That is the Hunger Games 2012. Woo-hoo. So now let's get to our D&D classes here where we put like the main characters into these D&D 5e Dungeons and Dragons. We picked three of them. There were a lot of supporting characters, but there were three main ones who were fighting and we didn't want to do poor Rue, R.I.P. No. So we did Katniss, Peta, and Kato. And so for the first one that we have on here would be obviously Katniss, and the bow and arrow kind of gives it away of what you think of it. And yes, everybody and their mother knows that we're going to pick Ranger, warrior who combats threats on the edges of civilization. And I know, obviously, it's not the only one that you could have with the bow and arrow. But when you think mm-hmm. Ranger, you think typically like an elf, the dexterity and the wisdom yep. in that yeah. sense, you know, a little bit of strength in there as well. So, yeah, very clear. She's a Ranger here. Outdoorsy survival mm-hmm. mode with a bow and arrow. Yeah, it also says that rangers are like deadly hunters. They use yeah. the bow and arrow, like you said, and they're quite independent in their adventures sometimes, which I think Katniss is quite a lot, even though she is um, quite attached to Rue and Peter in some cases as well. For sure. All right. How's about Peter? So Peter, we have put down as a rogue, and I wasn't sure on this initially, but just through the tactics that he uses throughout the Hunger Games made me 
pick rogue. So a scoundrel, not necessarily a scoundrel, but uses stealth and trickery to overcome obstacles and enemies. Obviously, we spoke a lot about how he disguises himself as a rock and a tree uh, to get his way around things sometimes. But also he knows how to play the game very early on. He is holding Katniss's hand, waving to the crowd, joking around with um, Caesar a lot. So he's quite cunning and he uses his abilities to his advantage where he can. Yes, cunning. And it has on here like the saves also intelligence. So that yeah. would be um, one to put in there. I thought maybe with him, the second one, if we're going to multi-class Peter, the multi-class Ooh. would be a bard because of the charisma. Yes. Very charismatic. Exactly. He wins people over inspiring. So that would be the subclass. We'll subclass him at level three or four. That's a good one. I think yeah. it's level four when you get <laughs> subclass. All right, last up here, Cato. And this one would be, even though you would never subclass like a barbarian in a fighter, I don't <laughs> think you would, at least in that sense. There'd be no point in doing it. Oh, I just misclicked, but uh, there we go. Yeah, for him, it's going to be barbarian. So the reason why we chose barbarian, a fierce warrior who can enter a battle rage, is because from the from the beginning there, when it came out, he just went into a mode and just started killing these children you know, mm-hmm. very much had the Michael Jordan, fuck them kids mentality <laughs> as he kind of gets in that rage of what it is. You know, it's not really that conniving when he snaps the one kid's yes. neck. It's just very quick and brutal. So, yeah, he's a fighter. He's a fierce warrior with the battle rage. An absolute brute is what I've written down. <laughs> a brute, which he is. He is a brute in there. I would not want to fight him. Smart no. money was on him, but they lost. All right. So there's the D&D classes there. Last thing to go over here. When we put this movie into our tier rankings, S, A, B, C, and D. So I am still kind of torn in there. So for this one, why don't you lead us off? What tier are we going with the Hunger Games? I'm also a little torn. I feel a nostalgic attachment to this film. I'm going to put it in A. Okay. I really like the Hunger Games and I understand your points of what you don't like about it. And I agree with them. But I still think it's a really great story. I think the actors, especially Jennifer Lawrence, do such an amazing job. I think the costumes look amazing. President Snow, another great character that we don't see a lot of in this film, but he grows to be such a great antagonist. I love the series as a whole. I love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, but for me, it's A. Okay. See, where it was wavering was the A or the B. For me. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's definitely a recommend, like definitely recommend it. And like I said, there's, I don't want to heavily penalize it for what it isn't. I mm-hmm. just think the biggest things that hit on it. I don't know. I just want it to be so much more like it could yeah. have been like the potential of this could have been so much good or so, so much good. Whoa, look at me. Good grammar here. Me <laughs> so talk, much me, good. Me talk good. It could have been so good. No, could have been so much better. Could have been something I think special. I just think the teenage aspect of it in there, which it doesn't really need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's aimed towards it and, but I, I don't know. I, I you know what? I'm just going to put it in a B. I'll put it in a B. So, you okay. know what? Fuck it. I'll put it in an A because of the <laughs> movie. I'll go eight. No, I said, I'd bump it up. That fucking song, I'm telling you, yeah. the song really got me thinking more into it. I love that song. It bumped up to what it could be. So I'll, I'll put it for an A tier. I'll put it for an A. And not hold, wrong button there. Not hold it too much against it. And like, this is something though where, like, if you could get the rights to it, 
make it a series. I know that's the most finish your drink. <gasps> yes. I know it's the most finish your drink thing. And you can always take a two and a half hour movie and say it can be six hours to do it. But something like this, again, the aspect of it where you really get into how mistreated they are mm-hmm. and get into the, you know, the stuff that I would put into it if I was making a movie or making a TV sh- uh, series in there. So, yeah, in a tier. Let's go with that. Yay, that's good. That's good. All right. Go ahead. And I don't know why I said go ahead, but that, <laughs> that's going to do it there. Stick around till after the uh, information here, we will talk about what we're doing next week. A big movie that's going to come out on Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving, if you're American. Oh. But right now, Lucy, where can we find you? Oh, you'll find me at Lucy J. Robin on any form of social media, but make sure to give me a follow on Twitch and Maybe if you're listening on Friday, tomorrow, Saturday the 18th, we'll have our live stream for celebrating two years of the podcast. Yes, make sure to check that out. Again, email us pod on the path at gmail.com. Find the Patreon link below, the Discord link, the socials link. Uh, again, mainly me, just find on Discord. All the other stuff is private, or I just no longer have the other ones. But <laughs> next week, we're still in this November. All right. I know it's the supposed to be the first day of when christmas starts but we're going to start christmas season holiday season in Yay. december so releasing on that friday black friday revere episode and it's probably going to be about five hours long <laughs> i'm going to try not to go that long but we are discussing lord of the rings fellowship of the ring here we go this is going to be a long one this is going to be a long one because this is a movie that I typically will watch or have on at least once a year. There will be some time really? the first one. Yes. The first fellowship I can watch. I cannot wait to watch it again. Cause now I actually have a reason yes. to watch it instead of something else. I can watch it every few months. We're going to do the extended edition. We're yes. doing extended edition, which is like okay. three hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, we're going to do that. This is going to be, a have... two, this is going to be a two parter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I have watched this film once, 12 years ago. Oh, my God. Okay. So. Oh, cannot wait. No, I absolutely love it. Cannot wait to watch it again. So join us for that day for Lord of the Rings. And then after that in December, a bunch of holiday classics. Email us. Let us know the bad movie that you want for January. And until then... <laughs>